0: Greetings, uh, Western family. It is good to be with you on this evening. Um, my name is Christopher Harris, the youth minister intern here, and I am hippopotamus happy and peacock proud to be with you to uh, to be with you at this uh, jazz mass service. Uh, first, I would like to. Uh, give uh, thanks to Pastor Carol for this amazing opportunity and for her leadership. So thank you very much. And also, I would like to send another thank you to uh, Youth Director Emily Robbins for her being an amazing boss and allowing me to work with her every day. Um, For a few moments, um, I want to uh, bring your attention to Isaiah 43, um, more closely looking at verse 19. And it simply says, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For this time that we share, I would like to think from, speak from this thought, reimagine hope. Reimagine hope. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, we thank you for this time of sharing we thank you for this time of being able to hear from you uh god as i get ready to preach your word let us hear from you let us be able to find hope even in troubling times thank you for your grace and your continuous mercy in jesus name amen beloved in his book the moral imagination the art and soul of building peace John Paul Ledrock says, Moral imagination is the capacity to recognize turning points and possibilities to venture down unknown paths and create what does not yet exist. And when I was reading that, I thought to myself, when was the last time I truly allowed myself to do something that was different, something that expanded and stretched my capacity? When was the last time... I took the time to reimagine, reengage, and look at something new from a different perspective. And today I will ask you the same question. When was the last time you allowed yourself to experience and to see life in a diverse and new way? Yes, 2020 and even the start of 2021 has rocked us in many ways and has brought frustration, tears, and heartache. But in all that we have dealt with, many of us, today can say that this past year has forced, has forced us and challenged us to step out in new ways that we long thought that we weren't capable of doing. It challenged us to rethink and review and yes, reimagine the possibilities of what it looks like to thrive in chaotic times and in a chaotic world and still somehow try to hold on to hope. Like I I reflected on this past year and the months I have asked the question, how do I hold on to hope? When hope seems to have gone away, how do I find the strength for my voice to be heard when the world continues to silence me? How do I reimagine the ways in which I can thrive in a world that seems to be becoming more chaotic every day? when there is continued inequality, racial tension, social hardship, political manipulation, and also fighting a deadly virus, how do we thrive? How do we push through? And beloved, with all my heart, I wish I had the answer. I wish that all of our problems could seemingly disappear, but the reality is that is not how this thing called life works. But the question becomes how can we look for and how can we how can we reimagine what does hope look like in a chaotic world yes beloved walking this journey of life will make you want to cry and scream and even think about giving up but what reassures me on this walk and what should give us strength even in the even amidst the challenges that god is always near that is, that is good news. That is a good reminder for us today because as we continue to travel on the road called life, we have some reassurance that God is still with us. That is good because just like the children of Israel in our text today, they needed some good news. They needed some reassurance of knowing that God hasn't left them. And this is where we walk and examine our text today. The children, of, the children of Israel are experiencing and being under the captivity and the oppressive rule of Babylon. And while in exile, God gives them a strange word in a peculiar time. And while they are in a strange land, God's word for the children of Israel are simply these words. I am about to do a new thing. Can't you imagine with me on the YouTube screens of your imagination, God tells them in the midst of their struggles, I am doing something new. I am creating and doing a new thing, even while you're facing your darkest moment. And even during our most challenging moments, that is good news for us because it reminds us that God is still continuously making ways, even when we may feel at our lowest moment. And we have all been there when the circumstances and challenges of life seem more hopeless rather than hopeful. Still, last night, while I was looking at this verse, I saw some expiring lessons that can help us today reimagine the possibilities of renewing and finding hope, even in our darkest moment. The first thing, we must do in order to reimagine hope and find even the audacity to believe is that we must not become too complacent about the past. Looking closely at verse 18, verse 18 simply says, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. And although it may not seem important, this verse challenges us as believers of faith to do something that can sometimes be hard to do. And it's two simple words, let go. And if I was to send a survey or a poll, many of us can admit that letting go is hard to do. Holding on to what is familiar, to what is easy, to what is expected, to what feels comfortable is better than sometimes experiencing something new. And yet, the writer in our text challenges us to let go. But better yet, the writer tells us not only to let go, but essentially do not remember the past. If we go back further in the chapter, looking at verses 15 through 17, God is reminding the children of Israel that he is the same God that brought them out of Exodus. Therefore, he is the same God that will keep them now while in exile. So don't get, so don't get hung up on what you see or what was, but instead come to the place to let God continue to work in the here and now. And can I be honest, I, I like that today because it suggests to us in our journey and walk of life that it is okay to reflect on God, but we should not and we should never restrict God. Meaning that we should never get so hung up on the past that we box God in and limit God to what he can do for us in our present and our future. If we can be honest, there have been times when each of us have held on so long that we restricted and put God in the box, thinking that nothing good will ever happen again. However, if we are to reimagine hope and look for something new, we must understand that hope cannot stay stagnant. It cannot linger, but instead it must continuously move. When hope is continuously moving, hope is always obtainable. As long as we don't linger in what was, but rather we must choose to see what we can be. And hear me please, I'm not suggesting that we completely ignore and forget the past, but what I am suggesting and what I believe Isaiah is challenging us to do is to not become stagnant in a place where there is no future where there is no growth, where there is no love, where there is no justice. And maybe God in this season of our lives is challenging us to let go of yesterday. I know that seems complicated and perhaps, just perhaps, if we can let go of yesterday, we can look into our tomorrow. But the good news is that even when we are scared and maybe not ready to let go, God is still with us. And that leads to Our second point, after understanding that we cannot become complacent about the past, the second thing we must know is that God will always create a new path. Look at verse 9, look at the A clause. It reads, I am about to do something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? What makes me happy and what makes me shout about this text is that after God tells the Israelites not to hang on to the past. He tells them, I am about to do a new thing. Even while in exile, while dealing with challenging circumstances, God tells his people, I am about to do something new. But notice, if you will, God doesn't tell them when it's going to happen, but God gives his people reassurance that something new will happen. And in the midst of of that God with his wisdom, he asked a question Do you not perceive it? It seems to suggest that God is challenging the Israelites' faith, saying, I know what's going on right now. I know what is challenging. I know what you are experiencing. But in all that, can you still imagine the newness that I can create? And that rings true even for us today although it may be hard, God is asking us the question in the midst of God creating a new path, are we capable of of perceiving and hoping and believing that it will happen? Can we perceive a world where white supremacy is no longer here? Can we perceive a world where racism, sexism, ageism, and ableism are eradicated? Can we perceive and view a world that there is no longer a COVID-19? Can we perceive a world that respects women, can we see and perceive a world that Blacks are not dehumanized? The challenge for us is can we reimagine and perceive a world where we don't, where we don't merely romanticize the image of hope, but, why, but rather we will do the work that creates and sustains hope? in the midst of tears frustrations and and uncertainty being uncomfortable can we genuinely imagine the newness in which god is trying to create can i suggest that doing something new and reimagining and seeing something new in a new way can be daunting, can be frightened, and even at times confusing. And can I add that it requires us to embrace an imagination or embrace the capacity that requires us to see God doing something differently. Can I be honest? The new thing that God is calling us to do will challenge us to step out of our comfort zone. It will challenge us to change how we think and how we love. But Even in that, the good news is God is in the midst of that. God is still in the midst of creating and God is still right here. Even while being in exile, God still gives the people of Israel a view of hope, a picture of change that is possible. And can I be honest, maybe that is a word that we all need in this season of our lives amid injustice and trying times and trying to survive this pandemic. There's reassurance to know that God is always creating. I know that can be hard to imagine, even hard to see and to know and have the reassurance that God is creating gives us hope. It gives us hope in knowing that even in our darkest moments that we are facing, God will continuously create. Lastly, after understanding that we cannot become complacent about the past and you find the strength to see that God can create a new path, finally, remember God's provisions. Look at verse 19 again, but look at the second part of verse 19. It simply says, I will make a way in the wilderness. Beloved, what makes me happy and what makes me again shout about this particular text is that even while the children of Israel are dealing with exile and are experiencing a a brutal reality of their given circumstance, God still says I will make a way. That is an essential reminder for us today that as we continue to understand and reimagine hope and as we continue to understand and reimagine what hope is and what hope can be and what hope looks like, it is good news to know that we have a God that will not only create a new path for us, but will make the provisions to make sure that we are surviving and thriving. Look again closely at the verse. It doesn't, per se, it doesn't, again, per se, it doesn't again say exactly when the children of Israel will come out. It doesn't say when the trouble will be over. It doesn't say that there won't be any tears or hurt or frustrations. But, beloved, it says that God will still provide for them. That is, a re- that is a good, again, a good reminder for us because it reminds us simply that God still hears us. God still sees us. God still loves us. God still makes ways for us. And God is always creating for us. And in the midst of all that we experienced in the past year of 2020 and all that we have yet to experience in 2021, it is reassuring to know that we have a God who will keep us and that will provide for us and that he sees us. I'm done, but I have a story that I would like to share with you. There was a young man who was walking in town one day and he came across an older man who was painting. He was an elderly painter. Intrigued by his paintings, the young man asked the man if he was willing to paint a picture of him. And the old man agreed. The young man sat still and watched the painter use the different brushes on the canvas to create something, to create an image of what the young man thought he was. And When the old man was finished painting, he showed the young man his work, but the young man was upset. He, he told the painter that this looks nothing like me. What is this creation that you have made? The old painter with a smile on his face said, Sir, I didn't paint you for who you are now, but rather I painted you in the powerful and beautiful image of what I saw you becoming. And as I leave you today, my word is simply that as we walk this path of life, let us always be open to the new ways in which God is moving. Let us understand that God is always creating something new, and let us not box him in, but rather God is always creating a new image on a new canvas. May God be with you. Amen.